0: So the question is now: How do we know how we're programmed, right? How do we know that we're, that we're holding ourselves back, right? So just think about it when you think about your artistry, for example. Do you really think that you are good enough as an artist? Do you really think that you're good enough as a human being? And if not, why not? Mm-hmm. Do you think that you are at heart a good person? What it is that What is it that holds you back? Is it commitment? Is it um, appreciation from other people towards what you do? Do you look for confirmation from the outside world for whatever it is that you do in in, in your art? And if there's something that holds you back, that usually has something to do with the way that you've been programmed. So it's nothing that you choose to feel. to the do what you love show the place where musicians artists and entrepreneurs share their inspiring stories and advice on how to succeed in the music business every week you'll receive new insights and tips on how to grow your following get more gigs and make a living in today's rapidly changing music industry thanks for tuning in with us now let's begin the show and do what we love
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Do What You Love show. This is Steve and Michelle and we're pretty pumped today about an interesting topic that we just deliberated on over lunch. So yeah, we're going to get deep and personal. We're going to talk about limiting beliefs today, uh, particularly about the subconscious programming that happens uh, in your childhood and uh, how that turns into a belief and a program that can limit your potential as you grow older. Now, for some of you listening out there, this might be really deep. Now, I apologise if it's too deep and it brings up some real truths, um, but we know that it's in fact the best thing, because in my personal experience, is exactly what enabled me to give me the tools to break through from being an employee to being an entrepreneur and making that jump, sort of you know getting unplugged from the matrix. So um, if you you know hear the stories of the great. Entrepreneurs out there and people and great musicians, I'm sure that have some one, one or two things to say about um, breaking through personal beliefs um, that has held them back for for um, a long time. So yeah, Michelle, tell us what happened this week that um, brought up this
0: conversation. Well, I had a session today with uh, with an artist that I work with, and for her she has some vocal problems at the moment and she's trying to fix it with a couple of doctors and seeing uh, specialists. And um, But today actually we got more into the depth of, you know, when it all started and also she got sick the last days and um, she allowed herself to rest and mm-hmm. after she she recovered, her voice felt almost miraculously better after all these treatments that she, that she got. And I was asking her, well, what were you thinking? Were you we're resting. And she said, well, if, you know, usually I don't like resting because I think I have to, uh, f- you know, fulfill other people's expectations and I have to run around and and prove myself every time. But when I'm sick, well, everyone knows how it is to be sick. So I actually enjoyed um, resting. And that brought then also my voice back. And I said, well, why don't you, why don't you have the feeling that you have to prove something all the time? And it came up that a lot of her beliefs that she has obviously come 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 from her childhood, and that her dad is um, very was always very strict with her, and always expected to her to follow through everything and to do everything at at his uh, towards his terms or on, on his terms. And growing up with that belief, um, it's it's really hard for her to rest. And the reason why that is so important is that if we're not going into the core into the core of our problems. We will always patch it up. And, you know, we humans are really good in patching things up. So if we have a problem, usually we're not saying sitting down and thinking like, well, where does it come from? We usually overreact or compensate with drugs or, you know, with a lot of other things. A Band-Aid. <laughs> a Band-Aid in whatever, whatever form you Deflecting want to think
1: conversations, about. conversations, social media, there's a lot of um, alternatives that we use these days and excuses that we can um, come up with, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think it's it's important, guys, to understand that our brain is not wired to make you guys happy or to make us happy. Mm. It is wired to, um, to make us survive. So it is hardwired to see negative things in your surrounding that keeps you from dying. But what it also does, it keeps you from seeing the beautiful and the positive things in your life and the changes that you can make and the 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 upsides of everything that happens in life. You you might see that for yourself, right? I, I always uh, use the example for, you know, the the pile of dog poo on the floor, right? So most people see, like, oh, that's just gross, and why do people see that? But a farmer who's grown up with, uh, you know, with... <laughs> With, with horse poo or whatever might, might think differently and think like, well, that is amazing fertilizer, right? I think it's, it's, all, it's always how you th- see things and, and the way that we've grown up is, plays a big, big role in, in how we reflect on things and how we perceive the reality. If you if
1: a- And that's like. because, it's you know, science has proven this, that, you know, in the years of zero to eight, 85% of your belief systems are created. I'll say that again. Between zero to eight years of age... of your belief systems and these perceived realities, the world that you live in and the way you perceive it through your senses is formed. So that's a program and a belief that stays within your cells on a subconscious level and that according to that, you will make decisions based on what you believe, whether there was a threat, an opportunity, a challenge. Um, And so, you know, this is where it all started with me personally and um, this is kind of one of the founding reasons for USM to be honest um, with you know um, and the reasons why our mission is to really help people go to great lengths and help them through those personal challenges whether it's you know judgment self worth confidence these are the things that hold people back you know and it's again we're addressing the core of the problem and we know that that's where we need to go Um, you know we need to address these really lightly sometimes but you know we make it really clear with a lot of our members and artists that if you want to be able to, you know, represent something great as an artist and have a message, and if you want to be able to touch people and, you know, inspire people, touch their hearts, you've got to make sure that you've got your shit sorted. So. You know? And be really, really clear about that. And once you've got your own stuff sorted, then we can actually use and be grateful for for what we've been given and use those tools to inspire people to break through their stuff. And that's essentially what I think the most, you know, uh, prominent musicians in the world do. They touch you because they inspire you for the person they've become and all the judgments and beliefs that they've had to conquer in order to get to that point. You know, And if you read autobiographies of some of these great musicians, you will see those patterns time in and time out. So,
0: so the question is now, how do we know... How we're programmed, right? How do we know that we're, that we're holding ourselves back, right? So just think about it when you think about your artistry, for example. Do you really think that you are good enough as an artist? Do you really think that you're good enough as a human being? And if not, why not? Mm-hmm. Do you think that you are at heart a good person? What, it is, that, what is it that holds you back? Is it commitment? Is it um, appreciation from other people towards what you do? Do you look for confirmation from the outside world for whatever it is that you do in, in, in your art? And if there's something that holds you back, that usually has something to do with the way that you've been programmed. It's, it's, so it's nothing that you choose to feel, but because, as we just said, eighty-five percent of our belief system is formed up to the age uh, up to the age of five, uh, eight. That makes a big difference, right? So, see, the chain of reaction is thoughts becomes into, forces us to feel something. And that feeling and the thoughts, they then go into an action or an inaction. So for example, I think that I'm not good enough, or I think I w- no, let's let's make it easier. I think that I'm wanna, you know, go to a concert, or mm-hmm. wanna actually run a concert. Mm-hmm. Then I think like, ah, oh, that makes me feel anxious because I've never done that, so I better not do it. Okay? So but what makes those thoughts in the first place, right? It is your programming that you are love, that you love organizing things, that you love expressing your art. So there's positive programming. But the feeling that you get now that it makes you anxious, that also comes from your programming, from the code the inside. Di- and, and Stephen
1: Covey talks about this a lot in Seven, um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is the space between stimulus and response, you know, so if you have a stimulating idea or you know, a light bulb moment and the response to that, there's a gap. And what happens there and the way that you respond is actually already premeditated or determined based on the belief systems that are embedded in your DNA or you could say your um, subconscious mind, which, which I learned only three years ago is actually your body. And I'll say this again, your subconscious mind is not something that's out there in the floating in a cloud. It's actually your body. Okay? Because that's where memory cells are stored in your body. And it's why when we say certain things, we feel it. You know, we feel it in a certain part. We might feel it in the gut, in the neck, a tingling sensation when you say cool cool water. You know, things like this is stored within our body, and it's why diet's so important as well, and spirituality. So you're holding on to these things, and until you, you know. Just like music, if we're learning to, you know, sing a high C sharp, if we're struggling to get there, we've got to ascertain and identify the problem or the thing that's holding you back first. If we're ever going to get to that high C sharp, it's the same thing. It's the same concept. Yes. Let's not, you know, neglect that problem, whether it's breathing or support. Let's actually f- identify what it is so we can get to our goal.
0: Yeah. So, and now that we know where where our patterns are coming from so that we're always getting anxious when people expect something from us or we're always getting anxious when we're getting on stage, for example. It's a very common problem because we don't want to be judged in a, in a negative way. And now that we know that we have this programming, actually thinking back and, and actually reflecting, where is that coming from? Mm. Did you not get enough um, support when you were young? Were there a situation where you were young when you were on stage and you had the problem that you or that you didn't master it or that you had a negative belief. And when you reflect on that, taking a step back and say, I'm not this person anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing my brain. That's what half Ica always says uh, in, his, um, in his workshops. Thank you for sharing, but that's it. Thank you for sharing. So those negative beliefs, guys, that hold you back, and we all have those, including us still. We, we, we're all humans. We're constantly working on it. But by acknowledging, by acknowledging that and saying thank you for sharing those negative thoughts or negative feelings and then proceeding towards what you really want to do. Yeah. And, of course, for that we need to know goals. And, uh, and
1: the, the thing, so we, the aim is to get to gratitude. Because yeah. that's the center, that's zero, that's kind of right, neutral. It's, you know, I don't want to get too metaphysical, but it's a, it's a really neutral energy where it's not polarized, where too many positives or too many negatives, and you're not over-related or overly sad, but you're centered. And it's kind of like, you know, Zen talks about being on the razor edge of the blade, you know, that laser-focused point where you can just walk and graciously in, within gratitude. So, the idea is the ultimate aim is to be really to understand it, to be grateful. Now, that we, we have taught and we teach a certain principle or a technique to help people uh, become grateful about an event or a circumstance. Uh, or an emotional trauma in their lives. You know, and we're not the only ones. There's you know, plenty of methodologies and techniques out there. Everything that we have become and everything that we have created has been based on these principles that has helped us through personal beliefs. So um, until then, guys, do what you love. We hope you enjoy this episode and we will speak to you soon. Bye.